Hello everyone, welcome to this week's episode of History from the Back Pages. I'll be reviewing a movie that I watched recently. In all honesty, I consider this thus far my least favorite movie of all time. And that is saying a lot. I've watched tons of movies and reviewed a lot of movies on the podcast as well. And this movie I struggle to find even one thing about the movie that I enjoyed or liked or thought was well done. This movie is abysmal. Horrible. I loathed it. I, I try to find at least something about the movie that I can discuss that is reasonably well done. But in this movie, honestly, there is not any of that present. This movie stinks. And most of the time I try to find and not spoil the movie so you can watch it on your own, get your own personal opinion. But this movie, if you don't want spoilers about the movie, I would recommend not watching or listening to this week's episode. But if you don't care, you don't care about spoilers, you don't care about me spoiling the movie, then feel free to stay for this rant about this movie and why it's my least favorite movie of all time. There's a few movies that, before I watched this one, that I considered some of my least favorites. For example, Shrek Forever After. I saw it in theaters, and I don't know why, but for years I thought it was my least favorite movie. I couldn't stand Shrek Forever After. I thought it was so bad. And that was really young when I saw it. But just for some reason, I couldn't stand it. But And there's other ones as well that I did not like. But this movie easily surpasses those. And let's begin on why this movie is so bad. So the movie I'll discuss is called The Open House. Released in 2018, available on Netflix. So if you have Netflix, you can watch it for free and don't have to spend any money. Thank goodness, because I would not spend one penny on this movie. So The Open House, why do I not like it at all? The acting was horrible. The plot makes zero sense. It's one of those classic films where the director and writers didn't know what they were doing. And in this case, the director and writer is the same person, Matt Angel. I never heard of him, so is he any good? I don't know. But they did a horrible job because they introduced multiple side characters. And they're like, they're spooky. They have something to do with the plot. No, they don't whatsoever. And the open house's plot it's pretty boring. It's a basic plot. There's a father of the family. He's ran over and killed at the beginning of the movie. And they kind of try to describe it like, was he killed on purpose? Was there a reasoning behind his death? And like, oh, you'll learn how he died, how the family uh, was able to focus and move on from his death and try to struggle through that. No, this movie didn't have enough to discuss about that instead he ran over he dies and then they never discuss his death ever again the family's like we're fine so he's dead ran over and the mother and son have zero dollars the mom says that they have no money not one penny and she has no job so they have to move to a new house and the mom's sister so Naomi's sister has a Seclude in Mountain Lodge. That's for sale. 
And she's like, do you want to move in? They're like, totally, sounds awesome. So they move into the Mountain Lodge. This for sale. So why it's on the market, why it's for sale, the mummer's son will live there. And this part doesn't make any sense, really. Like, there's open houses. So there's open houses going on. People are visiting the home, touring it to see if it's the right home. And the mummer's son is living there. So making a mess. The house is dirty, of course, because they're living there. And they have to leave the house at certain points when there's the open houses. Hence the name, open house. So at times, they leave. And... When they move in, they meet a woman named Martha, who's like old, creepy, and she's like, I'm nuts, I'm crazy. And they're like, oh no, she could have a big part to play in this movie because she's crazy. Well, you learn, no, she's not. She just is going for Alzheimer's, dementia, because her husband had passed away, and that's all she has to do with the movie. They introduce her, and the writers try to portray her as this kook, this nut. She could be a main villain in the movie, but no, not at all. She's in the movie like five minutes, but they talk about her like for 15 minutes. So it doesn't really have anything to do with the movie. She's just there because they want you to get scared of her and think she's crazy. Then they introduce another character, Chris. who They also try to portray as he's crazy, he's nuts, he's a psychopath. They meet him like in this Dollar Tree type store. And when the mom walks in, he's like, I haven't seen a hot woman in centuries. They go to Shahir. He says that as like a pickup line, which was creepy. That's how they try to make him seem cuckoo. That he's like hitting on the mom. But he's there. They leave the Dollar Tree type store. They meet him for like five minutes. So they use Dotu's character in the movie. Marfa and Chris portray them as nuts. So you as a viewer, audience member, think that they could be the villain in the movie. But spoiler alert, they don't have anything to do with the movie plot whatsoever. So then later on, the title, The Open House, comes into play. They have to leave at breakfast time, come back after 5. Logan, the son, and the mom, Naomi, start getting scared. They're worried they're going to pee their pants. Because a series of strange occurrences start appearing. Objects are moved. The house phone rings, but nobody speaks. The hot water tank is turned off all the time. They hear creepy noises, cars outside just sitting there. They both start getting super scared, super freaked out. But one of the things I hate about the movie and the writing is that there are multiple points in the movie where like Logan the son gets scared, he gets creeped out. And he's like, let me not tell my mom. So like something happens, he doesn't tell the mom. So like something's going on, he sees a shadow in the background. He forgets to tell her, won't tell her. And then the mom's the same way. She sees like some on the background, she hears creepy banings, and she's like, let me not tell the son. So that part I didn't like, that they both went through creepy circumstances, creepy stuff happened, and they kept it to themselves. So then later in the movie, when the climax happens, they're both like, we had no idea this was going on. And they're both like, I did. And they're like, oh, you didn't tell me though. That part was stupid. And then later, they're still trying to discover that Marfa is nuts, but she's not when it's revealed that, like I mentioned earlier, her husband just had Alzheimer's, normal thing. Well, she had Alzheimer's, but it's normal. Then Marf- Naomi gets furious at Logan because she finds a family photo 
that's ripped up, crumpled in the garbage can. So she goes to Logan and starts screaming and demanding that he stop his insolence and accuses of him of trying to play games to trick the mom and be a jerk. And he also finds his phone was missing and she finds it near the water heater that was turned off. So then she believes that, like I mentioned, Logan was playing pranks and messing with her. So she starts screaming, berating him, calling him a jerk. And that's not what happened. It's the creepy person, the villain in the movie. But of course they don't realize that because they're both really dumb. Later they have a argument, they start screaming. Later on in the movie, they come back and there's a candlelit dinner on the table. They believe the house has been broken into. They're both freaked out, scared. They call the police, the police come, they're like, there's nothing going on. So then the police leave. And one of the parts they mentioned in the beginning of the movie is that the family only had one penny, so they can't move into a motel. Instead, they stay in the house that's on the market, the open house. And some of the parts that I don't understand is the mom keeps saying she has one nickel, one penny, but then they're going out to eat, they're having lunch at the restaurants they show, they're having dinner, they're buying a lot of clothes at stores. So do they really have one penny to their name? That part doesn't make sense. That they're able to go to restaurants and dinner and buy new clothes, but they only have one nickel. And she mentioned that, not this or poor, like they only have one penny. So like, how can they afford to take care of issues? How could they even afford to get somebody to repair the water heater if they only have one penny? That does not make sense. So later, the son gets really scared of the person who broke in. So he calls the random man, Chris, that they met at the beginning of the movie for less than five seconds, who hit on the mom in the Dollar Tree type store and is like, Hey, Chris, we need someone to come stay here. We need you. Even though we only know you for five seconds, we know nothing about you, nothing about your personality, nothing to know if you're crazy or not or scared or dangerous, but we want you. So he's like, totally. So he comes to the house, stays on the couch. And then in the middle of the night, Chris hears a noise. He leaves the house. And then later they find him. He's dead. So Chris had his throat slashed, he's in his car, if the car turned on, he's dead. So I don't understand that part at all. So they have the man, Chris, who they met in the beginning of the movie, hit on the mom, then they bring him to the house because they need someone to protect the family. So he's brought there, then he dies. So like, what did Chris have anything to do with the movie besides a plot device that they bring to the house to show that there's a creepy person who is murdering people? So that's this plot device they used, which did not get good reviews. I thought it stunk. Not a good plot device. So Chris is dead. And then later, there's a man all in black, with evil black boots, who he's the man who is the villain, the person sneaking around the home, coming in at night, hiding in the shadows. Who is he, you ask, his audience member? Well, I don't know. They never show his face or anything about him. You don't know anything about him whatsoever. Because he's all in black. You know that. He wears black military-type boots. You know that. But you don't know that. You might have thought it was Chris, but he is 
dead in the car. You might have thought it was the insane lady, but it's not. And one potential option it could have been if this movie was more interesting, it could have been that the husband who died at the beginning of the movie came back from the dead. He's a ghost. He's haunting the family, and then he wants to kill them. That would not make sense. But you could have thought maybe the husband came back from the dead. But this movie's writing was so poor, that would have been too much. So then they both get freaked out. They get scared. And the main villain, man all in black, knocks Logan unconscious, pours water all over him. He's thrown outside in the middle of the snowstorm. He'll die, most likely. And Naomi can't find Logan. She's scared, freaked out. She finds photos of her and Logan sleeping in bed. Then she's attacked, bound, and tortured. Logan is freaked out. He wakes up and finds that their phones have had their SIM cards removed. He can't call 911. He tries to help his mother, but then he kills her by mistake. Because he thought that she was the evil man on black with the evil black boots. She stabs him. Then he runs to find 911 again. But he's easily overpowered. The man all in black, the man who's really buff, who's really tall, really muscular, easily overpowers Logan. And this part really dumb in the movie, I didn't like. Logan can't see without his glasses. He has to wear glasses, but also at times will wear contact lenses. And earlier in the movie, the man all in black, the villain, had figured out that Logan wears glasses and wears contact lenses. And this part was dumb. The main villain guy grabs the contact lenses out of Logan's eyes. And if Logan just closed his eyes and tried to figure out how not to let the man in black remove his contact lenses, he could have tried to escape, found help. But instead, the man in black easily removes him. He's like, no, and he removes the contact lenses. So, of course, without the contact lenses, he can't see at all. He's all alone in the woods and the dark and stormy night. He's screaming in the middle of the elements. Then he gets hyperthermia. Then later in the movie, the man all in black with the evil black boots is walking. And Logan, as I mentioned, has no glasses on, no contact lenses. He's blind, can't see whatsoever. He starts screaming. He's like, no, don't come kill me. I'm innocent. No. Even though, how could he have seen the man in black at all? Because the man in black made no noise. That was one of the parts of the movie they tried to make him really cool. Is that... He would walk in the night in the shadows in the dark through the walls in the house and he could not be seen or make noises. So he was unseeable, invisible, and also unhearable. So he would just walk without making a peep. Even though he was like really buff, really tall, really muscular, how do you make not a peep the whole movie? That part was weird. But Logan hears the man and sees him somehow and then starts screaming. Evil Boots, the man in black, reveals himself. He grabs Logan. Logan starts crying, screaming, throwing a fit, and he is strangled and he's dead. 
And then later, at the end of the film with Naomi, who is strangled, she's dead. Now Logan's dead. The movie ends, and it shows the evil man in blacks from his boots, and he's driving to a NAR open house to commit more murder. So that's the open house. My review of the open house out of 10 would be a 0 out of 10. It does not deserve even a 1 in my opinion. It must have a 0. So the open house, the acting was poor. The writing was abysmal. Matt Angel's direction also was very bad. He does not, I don't know what he's done re lately, but if this was his mo movie, his debut, it's very poor. And they tried to show that the main actor in this movie, Dylan, Dylan Manette, that he's going to be a superstar because he was well known in that 13 Reasons Why show, but in this, he was really bad. And one last thing I want to mention that I forgot, I want to go back to before the movie review is over. Early in the movie, Logan's shown to be like a really fast man. He's going to try out for marathons, triathlons. His dad's like, you're unbelievable, going to the Olympics. He's like the fastest man alive. And later in the movie, when the man in black is chasing Logan, he's really buff, really tall, escort, not that fast like I mentioned, supposedly. But Logan trying to be a speedster, a fair farm runner, is like, I can't run. And he's like rocking really slow, running really slow. And at that point, he's not been really harmed yet, really beaten. Instead, he's like, I can't run. And was it because the altitude was too much? I'm not sure. But he's like really pouty, really slow, because he can't run. And that's one of the reasons why he was killed, because they used his speed, his marathon running ability in the movie to make it show that that'll come in handy for the end of the movie. But instead, he's slow, can't run, can't move, and he's killed. So that's the open house. Zero out of ten. I hated it, loved it. Easily one of my least favorite movies of all time. Possibly least favorite of all time. And there are parts of movies that are really bad that I recommend at least some aspects of watching. But the open house, not at all. I'll never watch it again. This was the only time I'll ever watch the open house. And they showed it on Netflix as a movie that could be the movie of the year. Instead, it made movie of the year, but on the opposite they're looking for. Worst movie of the year. Just the open house. Horribly made movie. And I can't find anywhere how much the movie was made for. I hope it wasn't a lot of millions of dollars. Because if it was, it was wasted on this movie, the open house. So thank you for much for listening to this week's episode of History from the Back Pages, my movie review of The Open House. Can't stand it. Hopefully you can avoid it or just at least understand The Open House from this movie review. Don't watch the 90-minute movie. I plead with you. Unless you really want a really bad movie, it's so bad you could laugh at. But even this movie, The Open House, is not so bad it's good. Not like The Wicker Man which is so bad, it's good where you can laugh and have a good time. That's a funny movie. This movie's just really bad. So thank you. See you next time History for the Back Pages. I'm signing off now.